This is episode 188 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 188 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Alfonso Quadra on the show. And Alfonso is a very interesting guy. In this episode, he shared a story about how he was on the streets at 15 years old after dropping out of high school. And uh, he eventually went on to build a portfolio of real estate of over 600 units across Canada and the US. And he is now scaling at a higher speed. So in the episode, Alfonso talked about how he uses a general partner, limited partner strategy, which we've talked about a few times on this podcast in the last 20 episodes. And that's a concept for those who are looking to scale. If you're looking to bring in a few more partners uh, and do bigger deals, this is something that I commonly see being done. It's a structure that I'm planning on using myself in my own business and uh, definitely something worth learning about. So Alfonso's a guy that's been around. I've known of him, seen his face, heard his name. For many years and we finally put this episode together so it was long overdue and it was great to have him on the show uh, just before we jump into it i want to remind you that for anyone new to the podcast and new to real estate investing it's a great idea to go right back to episode one because those were very foundational episodes in the first 20 episodes tons of great guests and tons of gold nuggets dropped which uh, will definitely make a difference and have definitely made a difference for a lot of people who've uh, been following the show also, before we get into the podcast, if you could take a moment, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars and a comment. And uh, if you're on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe and notification bell and leave us a comment just to help more people find the show. It helps the algorithm push it out there. So I'd appreciate that. Now let's go ahead and jump into episode 188 with Alfonso Quadra. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I have Alfonso Quadra on the show and I've heard your name a lot, seen your face quite a bit over the years. Um, but we've never actually crossed paths directly. So thanks for making the trip down. Hey, Andrew, good to be here. You know, it, it, it's like I seen your face, too. I'm like, why don't I know this guy more? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're here now. I yeah. think uh, Peter Klosko uh, had yeah. set this up. Yes, yes, yes. And um, he mentioned that you should be on the show. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, give me the high level view of, of what you do. Uh, you know, I, I know you're a real estate investor, but you know, tell me the story. Yeah. So, look, I'm a multifamily investor. Uh, primarily, I mean, I've done everything in the game, 23 years in the game. Okay. So uh, just just like a lot of investors, you know, we've, did, we've done the SDUs, the RTOs, um, you know, the flips. But what I really enjoy is multifamily apartment buildings. Yeah. So over the past 23 years, I've been able to build a portfolio across Canada of 600 doors. Okay. And now we're actually set up to, to grow. In, in scale in, in a very big way. We're investing uh, not just in Canada, but we're also in the U.S. as well. Yeah. What areas in the U.S. are you in? So we're looking at Arizona. We have something actually, uh, I'm so uh, surprised we found something in Los Angeles, right? Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't expect that. <laughs> well, no, no one expects it, but we have something really nice there, uh, 18 unit apartment building. Um, I mean, the, we're paying, you know, we're paying premium uh, uh, price, but... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those are the, 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 the markets, you know, as you know, it's 10 times bigger than, than Canada, but yeah. it's not like I'm saying goodbye to Canada. Mm -hmm. I just erasing that, that border, that line for yeah. people, right? 
I'm big on the U.S. right now. I think that it's a it's a great opportunity to diversify, uh, especially you know a political hedge. You you have a, another whole uh, country that you can be invested in, and you know. Do you invest in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, nice, I've got nice. some U.S. investments and yeah. working on the the investor visa as yeah. well, and just kind of it creates some options and some flexibility. If uh, if I yeah. want to shift gears and move down there, I can. Yeah, well, you know what? Like people, you know, they especially us in in Ontario. You know, we look, you know, New Brunswick, we go Timbuktu, Saskatchewan, we're going to Timbuktu, Alberta. But there's also this whole other yeah. market south of us yeah. that no one's really exploring. Right. And, um, you know, that that's exciting. It's a, it's a market that's 10 times the size of, of Canada. Yeah. You have more inventory uh, and, you know, depending when you go. So we're looking at Arizona, we're looking at Tennessee. Uh, I would have loved to 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 been in Texas or Florida, but you know it looks like we're we're priced out right now. But you know, yeah, for multifamily, things, yeah, a things are shifting. <laughs> there's not as much uh, like there's not as much multifamily in Florida, like Tampa, yes, Miami, yes, yeah. not south of that in 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 terms of like the the Gulf Coast yeah. or and, the big. The, the, yeah. So so we're looking for big portfolios, like, like you, you just know, want to buy up, yeah, like three hundred units. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the things that we're looking at. You know, okay. Yeah. And are you syndicating these or like how, how are you structuring them? Yeah, it, all, all of the above, right? So yeah. sometimes they're partnerships, sometimes, uh, you know, when I was starting out in, in, in the industry and you know, I was doing a lot of joint ventures, but now we're moving into uh, PL, uh, GPLP structures, yeah. you know, syndications. And how do you go about raising money in the, for, for those type of things? Obviously, there's a lot of securities challenges with yeah, that. Are you yeah. getting like an exempt market offering or? Are you- no, no. Basically, you know, you get, you, you know that you have the Securities Commission. They're there. They're, they're in there. They actually have a purpose. And most people tend to uh, tend to be afraid. And there's a governing body that governs mm-hmm. trading of securities. And yeah. I think they should be. I mean, because there's a lot of cowboys, sure, (laughs) right? But uh, at the end of the day, you follow the rules. You know, for us, we just work with accredited investors, um, you know, friends and family kind of thing. And and, and that's that's about it. And we don't look for investors. We don't look for investors. We attract investors. Yeah. So they're they're kind of finding you. (laughs) And I'm imagining you have like a private like list that these people are on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and, and it's going to take time to build that. A lot of people want to go to that. Yeah. Um, I go and, and I teach a lot in, you know, in, in, in a lot of the, the, the trainings that I do, you know, going from a regular investor to the investor. And when you become the, you, be, you mm-hmm. enter the category of one. Right. Once you enter the category of one, when you're the Andrew Hines, mm-hmm. you're not just Andrew Hines, you're the Andrew Hines. Why well, I picked that handle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah. you enter the category of one, People are coming to you, right? And when you're a anything, a realtor, a mortgage broker, a plumber, you will always have to beg for the business. Right. When you become the, this is when people come to you and then then everything opens up. So how would you structure one of these deals? Um, Have you already like closed on one for for the states or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so just GPLP, right? Okay. Right now in the US, the the challenge is there's a lot of people, um, you know, trying to preserve their capital. Like saving it for when things come come down. Well, uh, you know, we have inflation. Yeah, right? we have the inflation factor. Yeah, um, stock markets in the toilet, cryptos in the toilet, mm-hmm. and so people are running for real estate. And so you got to be competitive. And so you know, what we're structuring now is um, a situation where we can go in and buy these properties cash. Okay. Yeah. 
So you've got basically the funds on hand ready to go. Yeah, yeah. But okay. that's that's one of the strategies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, through the GPLP strategy? Yeah, through the GPLP structure. Okay, so you're going in cash, you can obviously refinance the money money back out yeah, after you close. Exactly. But then you have more time, right? Yeah. What happened, everything, everyone's in such a rush, especially when you, you, you're living, like we're living through inflationary times right now. Yeah. And the name of the game is capital preservation, right? Yeah. If the money's sitting around, you're losing, I mean, the government said, what, 8%? Yeah. I call BS. Of course. <laughs> Do you believe it's 8%? More, more like 20. <laughs> more like 20, yeah. yeah. More, it feels like it feels like 50, but yeah, yeah more I mean, like 20. You know? I, I was saying 20 back when it was still like a debatable topic, and now yeah. you look at like look at the key things you buy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're Everything's well, doubled. Yeah. Right? Like gas. gas. Yeah, gas is doubled alone, and that's a huge expense yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah. Rents are, are, are up. Yeah. I mean, of course, if real estate was in the basket of goods, like that would have, yeah. you know, it, it's what's not in the basket of goods for the consumer price index that skews the result. So yeah. uh, the mandate of the government will be to control the inflation that they admit to. So we just have to keep that yeah, in mind. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. then when people see the, the interest rates going up, mm-hmm. I think July 13th is uh, ju- the next one. Yeah. yeah judgment day. I'm not sure if this this is going to be airing before that or, or, or this will be after that yeah, yeah so yeah. so we'll so, know that so actually no yeah. it's, it's it's it just happened yeah it just happened yeah. <laughs> july 13th just happened yeah, and, yeah. and uh they went up 0.775 basis points and uh you yeah. know and there's a lot of uh, opportunity i see opportunity when these things happen 100 percent. Right? like there's like you'll hear the story it's like more millionaires created in these times than yeah. any other uh and it's about being positioned to take advantage and i think it's a great time to have a fund or a private community of investors that are poised and ready to take a, take advantage of opportunities when they come. The next five years, yeah. Andrew, will be shown like in history. Yeah. When we look back in history, the next five years will be the biggest wealth transfer in history in the next For five sure. years. Because what if you see what's actually going to happen and what, what the government really needs and the only way to fight inflation uh, which they created in the first place with yeah. printing all the money they, they yeah. printed um, is actually a recession, right? Mm-hmm. And so, it you know, a lot of people are scared of the recession, but that, yeah. that, that, actually, that actually will create more opportunity than ever in history. Yeah, because pe- when people are, are fearful, they're irrational. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've certainly seen that, right? So, so in times of, of, of that fear and panic, that's when the greatest deals come come. To be, I'm ready, and, baby. And, and will they? You know, I mean, who knows? Like, there's there's mixed a uh, mixed opinions, especially here in Canada, because we have such limited housing and a, and a housing shortage. Uh, you know, do we see housing prices come down so much here? I think that it's going to be more of a area by area thing. Like, there's going to be some areas that do, and then there's going to be others that don't as much. In terms of, of real estate, I think uh, you're right. Right in the housing market, it's going to be somewhat stable. We're going to enter a, a situation where people can't really afford a house. Things will sit yeah. around for a while. Yeah. But I don't think prices are going to come down. Um, what I do think, there's going to be opportunities like yeah. portfolios. People, you know, yeah. like the baby boomers are, are now like, oh, yeah. you know, uh, unfortunately dying. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're they're leaving behind portfolios, uh, yeah. portfolios that, you know, maybe they didn't transfer the they transfer the wealth, but they didn't transfer the mindset to to, to a lot of the young people. Yeah. And they're going to be liquidating 10 cents on a dollar, uh, you know, mixed with, you know, a mm-hmm. recession and, and people tr- uh, in scarcity. There's there's a there's about there's going to be a, a massive wealth transfer about to yeah. happen in the next five years, and what I and by the way, 
you know, no one has a crystal ball. So this is just my opinion. Yeah. I think it's going to be this lever, up and down lever for a while where they're mm -hmm. just like, oh, um, we're in the recession now. Uh, let's let's reduce interest rates. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, now we're, we're back. So it, I think it's going to be like an up and down more than what we've seen where it's like we've seen inflation rate yeah. consistent for like over 20, uh, over 20 years at 3%. You know? Yeah, again, that they admitted to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really, uh, I don't really believe we ever, we ever had real economic growth after 2008. I think because the inflation-adjusted, um, you know, rate would have shown that it wasn't actually real economic. They printed growth. money again. They printed money back in 2008, and it took, it, you know, it took a while for the full impacts to be felt of what, yeah. what happened then. Uh, and now, of course even more so. But uh, I think that the competing forces, again, they're going to make it really tough to, to know where things shake out. Because traditionally, well, we have what, what you would call stagflation, right? It's undebatable. You know, you can deduce that we're going to be in a recession once we have the two, two quarters of negative growth. Mm -hmm. So you could normally what they would want to do is lower interest rates to get things going. But when you have a recession paired with inflation, yeah. that's stagflation. And now, yes, like you said, lever on lever off what do we do yeah yeah, um, yeah well the thing is the 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 answer for the longest time has been kick the can down the road yes until you can't <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean someone's yeah. at, at some point it's like a ponzi scheme it's like at some point yeah. the jig is up <laughs> well and that, that's the big thing like people have been talking about the quantitative easing and it's yeah. just sheer market manipulation like yeah. buying bonds selling bonds yeah. manipulating the price at a government level uh, rather than letting the free market shake out, because if they were to let the, the free market shake yeah. out, then that might prevent a certain politician from getting reelected. Yeah. Um, that's why they want to kick it down, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just like okay, yeah. let's just stay, let's just like stabilize it. Yeah, keep it moving. Keep it print moving. money, print more money, yeah. print more money. We don't At want some it happening point, on our watch. Someone will pay in the yeah, future. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be us. <laughs> I heard a quote, or I read a quote the other day. Like a politician's first job is to get elected. Their second job is to get reelected. Yeah, and that's everything it. else, that's third it. job comes far yeah. behind those two. Well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, and as you know, we're professionals. We're mm -hmm. professional real estate investors. Yeah. So very much like the NHL, every year they change the rules. Yeah. Right? And professional hockey players show up and play the game within the new rules. Yeah. The same wind blows on us all. It. Yeah, you know we got to do it all. I mean, yeah. there's never an excuse. Like, yeah. you can look at yeah. the macro and say, oh, well, that's hard. Or, it's, you yeah. know, it's going to hurt so many people. And yes, yeah. that can be true. Yeah. But in the, at the micro level, we're all in control yeah. of our actions, oh, and sure. we can all create our own. And there's future. always opportunity there everywhere, you know, in every circumstance. Yeah, we're we're yeah. buying in like we're buying during recoveries, expansions, yeah. or stabilizing declines. Yeah, we're buying like we're investors. So like, are you an, yeah. yeah? Are you an investor or yeah. are you like a, a flipper? Right? Like, mm -hmm. are you are you, if the only way you're going to make money in real estate is if that piece of real estate is going to go up in value? Yeah, you're not truly an investor. You know, you're you're mm -hmm. just you're a speculator. Speculator, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the, uh, you know, on the Bitcoin side of things, why I always had trouble with that, because you have to be kind of banking on on the, the value of it going up. Yeah. Yeah. With, with real estate. And it doesn't you, have income. It doesn't have income. Right. <laughs> with real estate, you got the income. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of people who made a, a ton of money in, like, say, Bitcoin, but you had to speculate on yeah. what other people thought it was worth. Yeah. And yeah. how many other people were going to go buy it to drive your price up. Yeah. And, and you know yeah. what? I, like, we're still in the best country in the world. You know, I grew up in Latin America, right. uh, in war-torn uh, war El Salvador, and then we had to move to another country, and um, a communist country, Nicaragua. And, you know, at one point, there, you couldn't even buy food, right? Yeah. And there is no opportunity, zero, right? And so, you know, when you come here, uh, you're, you see all of the opportunities around you, and, like, a lot of people just, you know, they just go 
Yeah. They, 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 they take it for granted. You That's know? true. Yeah. 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 There's still so many ways to be successful here in Canada. Uh, the banking system. Yeah. It's beautiful. They lend you money on yeah. real estate. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. The leverage, right? Like, They're not going to lend you money to buy crypto. <laughs> no. I think that the, the biggest thing with real estate, that was one of the most attractive features is that you can leverage it at 80%, 75%. Yeah. Yeah. The, the government, that, that means that the banking system, they're telling you how, how much how faith they are. and how yeah. confident they have over real estate yeah. versus over everything else. Because they don't treat stocks the same way. They will yeah. still lend yeah. on stocks, but yeah. only but it, in certain circumstances, yeah, yeah, not yeah, nearly yeah. as commonly. Yeah. yeah, you can short a stock or, or, or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or infinite banking, you can borrow yeah. against your... Yeah, no, that's, I mean... Uh, different concepts. Yeah, di- different yeah. concepts. But at the end of the day, real estate is it's true and true. It's been proven... Mm-hmm. And um, for me, especially, you know, in the multifamily space, you know, in, in the apartment building space, what really attracted me, Andrew, was the economy of scale. Yeah. The, this idea that uh, people will always have to live somewhere as long mm-hmm. as you have. Like we, we focus more on affordable living, uh, you know, not not, uh, you know, low, low income, but like, you know, in in the middle. Right. And what happened was. You know, some of the decisions that we've made, we've we've always made them with with uh, that in mind, the Armageddon proof type business, yeah. you know. And so we have doors all across Canada. And when when 2020 came, right, everyone was scared. March 2020, like yeah. April 1st, Andrew, was judgment day for all investors. If you remember, it was oh, like, people were scared. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know if people were going to pay their rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. That was uh, but if you good. remember, the government gave them just enough to, you know, pay their lodging, buy their food. Mm-hmm. They the government didn't pay, you know, people to live in their luxury condo downtown oh, yeah. Toronto. You know what I mean? At, at thirty five hundred or forty five hundred dollars a month, they mm-hmm. gave you twenty four hundred dollars a month and make do. Yeah. And so what happened? Well. All we by the time April first came, and of course we took massive action in, in, at that time. Uh, we were ninety eight percent collected. Yeah. Right. And then I've, I have people in the space, uh, good friends of mine, you know, with luxury properties, shiny stuff, beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. When you look at this stuff, it's like gorgeous. Yeah. But they all suffered during those times. Yeah. They did well during the good times, but right, during the yeah. bad times, you know, people are not looking for luxury. Right, they're not looking for those extras. They're yeah. looking for just basic. I want to live here. This, this is my rent, and um, we were able to come out of it really yeah. in, in a positive way. Well, that's that's great to hear, and I, I agree with you on finding stuff that's recession proof. I'm always thinking that. You know, yeah. people would ask me like, "What do we do?" Like knowing what's coming, because yeah. I was kind of calling this out and predicting this back, uh, you know, year ago, especially the inflationary problem. Yeah, yeah. Is, you know, what do I invest in? What will people always need? That's housing. the question to ask. They will always need yeah. to live somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Right? They'll always need uh, food. They'll yeah. always need Look at the uh, grocery stores. Energy. They made a killing. Yeah, grocery you know? stores do well. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're thinking about things like that, I mean, like, sure, for currency, like, gold and silver can be nice, but, I mean, if you're hungry, you need a sandwich, not a you know a piece of gold or silver, right? So, <laughs> And also, the, it costs money to store, Yeah. right? So the, 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 the storing fees of gold and silver... Yeah. Um, sometimes when I think about it, like this, not only does it not provide income, yeah. it's just a place to hold it's the wealth. It's just insurance. Yeah, and yeah. it's an expensive insurance in a way, because yeah. like you said, you got to store it. You got to worry about where you're going to put that. Yeah. Um, I, of course, I do like it. I think it's got its place, but it is, you know, yeah. and, it is and, a challenge. And the, this is what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy of scale of, a, of an apartment building, 
all the different profit centers in yeah. real estate, you know, at the end of the day, I I can't picture myself, you know, getting into any other asset class other yeah. than where I'm at right now, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and I, I want to run through like kind of an example of, of what you look for, what, you know, yeah. maybe we take a, a recent one that you've bought and kind yeah. of work through, through the numbers so on my, that. So my, uh, my strategy has changed over, okay. over the past 23 years. So when I started, I was a value add guy. Okay. I was like, go in there, you know, roll up my, my sleeves and, 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 you know, turn a property around and just, you know, be yeah. really, really aggressive. Right. Uh, 23 years in the game, uh, I, I've been able to create um, uh, a, a really solid portfolio where mm -hmm. I was able to take 20% of my portfolio and sell it off in the yeah. height of all heights, you know, which has been the past, you know, yeah. year and uh, created a liquidity event. So now I'm moving more towards newer, cleaner, lean and clean, yeah. right? Brand new assets, uh developments you know yeah. building and so that's kind of the space that i'm playing in right now um right here in ontario especially with the rent control mm -hmm. you know um there's incentives for for new builds for example they don't follow the same rent control uh, yeah absolutely rules. yeah um so they're they're kind of inflation proof in a way because if you get hit with inflation where rents are going up um you you kind of have you kind of have that flexibility. Yeah. Now you are paying a premium, right? You, sure. You're going to pay a premium. So like, for example, um, one deal that I just did, uh, which is a, a, a 16 unit uh, apartment yeah. building at 4.65, right? So we're paying a premium premium per door when my average per door in, in historically in my portfolio is about a hundred thousand dollars a door yeah right so i was looking so back in in 2016 2017 i was going in secondary markets paying like 60 to seventy thousand dollars a door and uh you know that was kind of my mo you know increase adding value to the property mm -hmm. uh in this case you know 16 what's the what's the cost per door we're like close to three right uh, yeah, yeah so somewhere four, in that ballpark. 4.65 million, yeah. 16 units, brand new. You got an elevator, yeah. uh, you know. You won't, you'll just keep the whole building. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's clean. Yeah. It's got a parkade. Um, this one I'm doing now, 60 units, 14.5 uh, million, right? Uh, oh, new, new builds. New builds, yeah. new builds, new builds. Are, are you buying at like land entitlement stage or so i'm directly from the builder so i'm doing both oh so you're right? having a builder just build it up. right so yeah. right now i have one in, in a yeah. major market that i'm yeah. doing a 30 unit yeah that we're building right yeah. so we're i'm involved with the building now i'm not a builder i partnered up with the builder to go you know we went we went through the yeah. you know bringing that the, the that lot to to site plan approval yeah uh 30 units uh parkade um you know in a, in, in a major market uh, after we're done. So uh, with soft costs, value of the land, um, construction costs, we're into it for about 10, 10.4 million. And then we'll get a uh, after construction value of about 14, 14 and change. And so we'll be able to refi that, 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 um, that, that okay. building and pull out 80% of the How many the units will that be? 30. 30, okay. Yeah. So, so then we're doing, um, we're doing, so, so that was the, the, that was after, um, actually buying a few, 
from the builder. Yeah. Why I like that, I know I'm paying a premium. Yeah. But it's it's for me it's the least complicated. It's a path of least resistance because you know I have my set price. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 builder has to actually fill the units for me, so they have to lease it up in order, yeah. and they have to lease it up at the at the number that we've 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 talked about to get the value that we, yeah. we've talked about. Well, at 30, 30 units at uh, fourteen million is uh, four hundred sixty-six thousand. So and these must be some nice, nice units. Oh yeah, Th- those ones. That that one is. But the sixty units at fourteen point five. What is two hundred and thirty something a Two, door? Sorry, you said the sixty at yeah. uh, sixty at fourteen point five okay. million. Okay. Yeah. Then then you'd be closer to that. Yeah, sixty at uh, fourteen. I think it's about two. 33 a door or something. 241, yeah. 241 a door. Yeah. So there, there, there is, there is, there is a benefit to new. Mm-hmm. In 20 years from now, it will still be new. Yeah. My insurance loves it. Yeah. Right? Because right now with the cost, the replacement cost of buildings, uh, insurance companies are scared, right? They, they're scared to, to, to uh, insure something that it was built in the 1940s or 1950s. Uh, that's where I used to play. That's how yeah. where I started, you know, buying, you know, uh, properties mm-hmm. that were built in the 60s, 70s, and, uh, you know, where I could see the opportunity. And, um, you know, now we're into, like, brand new. In 20 years from now, it's going to be new. For the first, you know, year, it comes with fully warranty. Uh, now yeah. everything comes, the, the the roof has a warranty. The, the windows yeah. have warranties. The appliances have warranties. It's just like this beautiful honeymoon phase yeah that uh that uh, i i'm enjoying right now and you know the investors love it it's brand new it's a shiny it's yeah. a, it's it's like a, nice. it's a shiny thing that they could you know the bragging rights you know and where with these type of, of of properties are you expecting the cash flow right off the bat we we cash we okay so the value adds which were i do still i still do the occasional value add right so I'm not completely aware, but I'm not going to go into like something that's so intensive, right? Where yeah. you got to like really turn around all of the units or whatever. So you because might just turn them around. I'm an old as they man, vacate. Andrew. I'm, I'm 45. <laughs> I'm still I, young. I paid my dues. I've been doing this for 23 years. You know, yeah. I've been fighting with the with the crystal meth heads and the crack heads, and you know, and all all of these people. Nothing wrong with those people. Nothing wrong with those people, but you know what? I pay my dues. Uh, sword fights. Uh, okay. If I, if, if I shared all the really? stories with you, <laughs> I got scars, Andrew. I wow, got scars. that's wild. But uh, now I'm going for uh, lean and clean. And yeah. so, yes, you're right. Little light on the cash flow, right? Yeah. But you know what? Um, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking for a different type of clientele. All the 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 people that are investing in some a lot of my deals they're accredited investors mm-hmm. they understand the stock market you know it, it, it's it, it's what it is yeah it's you know hurting. what i mean it, and 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 you know it's good and it's not good like how do you even sleep at night you know we're living through a time where someone with a tweet can can impact the, that mm-hmm. line you know so you know a lot of the people they're like they're done with that they're done with crypto and they're looking for capital preservation Right, yeah. get into a good asset yeah, that is going to perform, and if it, you know our cash on cash is like three percent, a true three percent. So we're not yeah. like 
playing with numbers here. You know, yeah. like this is like three or four percent cash on cash, better than losing sixteen percent or twenty percent if the money's sitting yeah. in the bank account. And yeah. so uh, that's kind of the a bit of the shift that I've made in my career uh, versus all the value add stuff that I, mm -hmm. that I was doing uh, before. Yeah, it's a little bit more hands off too. If you can just talk, you know partner with a builder, is is the builder an equity partner? Well, in, in one in one of my pro the one that I'm doing uh, yeah. from you know we're going through the whole process mm -hmm. that 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 builder is an equity partner. Okay. Uh, everything else I'm buying directly from the builder. From them, yeah. yeah okay, so, so I have a twenty four. Yeah, I have a twenty four unit coming up. I have a forty four unit. Uh, brand new coming up. How do you just have a builder that has that? Or are these developers that were developing it anyway and you're just taking the whole thing? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're you know, I, 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 love, I love to make connections, relationships, connect with people mm -hmm. that are in the space, that are, uh, are doing real estate, they're building, and mm -hmm. people say, well, why would builders sell this? Well, they're builders. They're not investors, yeah. right? They're, they're, they want to get in, get out, go to the next yeah. thing. Get in, get out, go to the next thing. And there, there's, a, there's obviously incentives that were created in the past, you know, four years yeah. uh, in Ontario that allows, uh, allow builders to make money building apartment buildings versus before. The reason nobody was, the reason why we're in this situation in the first place is because there was no incentives for people to build. So this, that's all they did is build condos, 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 condos. Right. Once the government puts it in the hands of the entrepreneurs, yeah. they will solve this vacancy yeah. crisis, right? Yeah, make it, make it, make it, uh, uh, make it so we can make money, right? right. Yeah. Give the incentives. You'll see, if you give enough incentives, people will build. You'll yeah. see, you, you, you'll see, and then you'll create jobs. I mean, it's, there's benefit. What are around. some of the incentives that you, you like right tax, now? Tax incentives. Okay. So um, you can apply for a, a, a tax. I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I know it's not going to hit me right now. But, uh, you know, for example, we, we're, we're in this uh, secondary market. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the first year, we have a um, tax break. Right, so property, property tax, tax break. Property yeah, I've heard of this. Um, Welland does something like that as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have a property tax break. So the first year, I think it's uh, there is no tax. There's no property tax. The second year, mm -hmm. uh, and I have to I have to check with my admin how how exactly it works. But those tax. I mean, the one thing that really takes the cash flow out of out of a deal is the taxes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you so just get rid of those. Yeah, just get rid of them or make it so it's not as harsh so people can build and so there's mm. a tax incentives the the rent control that in itself is the reason why you want to go into new builds you know? yeah yeah then you can just set the price to whatever you want it yeah. used to be 1993 and then wasn't it doug ford or it was right before doug ford took office at an ontario that it got updated to 2018 i believe i'm not i'm not sure if it was yeah. doug, doug i think doug, it was right before doug but he didn't undo it okay good that's that's my understanding yeah, of it yeah i'm not i'm not a political guy so yeah you know i i don't believe in one one party i believe in efficiency yeah so make it easy for me to make money and yeah we will help the economy. We will help. We will create well, jobs, yeah. and 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 we will build. You yeah. won't have a vacancy crisis. No, absolutely. If the government just got out of the way, all these problems would be wrong uh, or <laughs> gone, gone. Yeah, we'd just be. We'd be in a good spot. But, well, uh, well, like it, it's been proven. Yeah, let when the free have, market. Yeah, because people 
who have an entrepreneurial mindset. And if they're taught that, you go out and you solve people's problems. Yeah. That's what an entrepreneur does. Yeah. Go solve people's problems and you make money for doing Rent it. Rent control, it's actually hurting it the hurts. people that you're trying to protect. Absolutely right? it does because because now um, the landlord needs to charge more to all the other tenants to make up for the fact that he's making less off of you yeah. know the ones that are, are staying and won't leave. Also, with the, like the landlord-tenant rules, mm -hmm. you're trying to protect tenants you're actually hurting them, in my opinion, right? I so agree with you. I'm just, a, I'm just a investor here, but there's some people that you're like, you know what? I would love to take a chance on this person. You know, I know the the credit wasn't right. Something happened in their life. Yeah, and I would love to take a chance, but I can't. I can't risk it. Can't, can't risk putting yeah. them in my unit because once they're in, I can't get rid of them. That's it. Exactly. And the this, the, the risk yeah. is too high, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. And so, what am I gonna do? Right. The only thing I can do is like, OK, I'm sorry. I wish I wish. And so what happens is uh, a lot of these people are not going to get places anywhere. Mm -hmm. And this is where you have 10 cities We live in Canada. Yeah. The, the most prosperous country in the world. One of them. Yeah. And we have 10 cities when we have all of this land. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. And so um, and I know where the, I know where the heart is. You know, they want to protect tenants. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a politician, so I'm sure that I'm only speaking from one aspect. What I'm, but, but maybe there's other aspects that I'm not looking into. Yeah, getting elected and getting reelected; those <laughs> exactly. are the other aspects. <laughs> exactly. So you know th yeah. those kind of things that um, in the in in the market that you know that led me to new. Yeah. You know, I love uh, great, I love yeah. new, and I'm in a position now that I've been doing this for 23 years. I've built a reputation. Uh, you know, I've I've proven myself. And I paid my dues. Yeah. So with these ones here, same type of thing, GPLP structure or Sometimes syndication. Sometimes just simple partnerships, right? Just Sometimes partnership. just, you know, get a, a few of our, you know, like yeah. some of these deals are not that much. They're not that capital intensive. Yeah. You know, but the bigger stuff, yes. You know, like right. if I'm looking at a hundred unit, if I'm looking to, yeah. to, to take something down that's serious or we're doing stuff in the U.S. GPLP, for sure. Yeah. Now, with the U.S. stuff, if you're doing those, I've heard people say it's not, uh, well, Quentin D'Souza came on and he said, oh, it's not as profitable for me to do it in the States. He's like, because up here in Canada, I could do 50-50 with no money in all the time, whereas down there, it's harder to do that. Has that been your experience? Uh, I would have to agree, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, I'm not looking for U.S. investors. Mm -hmm. All my investors are Canadian. So, so <laughs> that it still, it still works. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. and then uh, the, the, other, the other thing is, um, Canadian investors are, there's such lack in inventory in Canada that yeah. they're looking for other options. Yeah, how can, I, how can I get this money performing better? Yeah. And what do you find that, like, what's the carrot that you need to dangle that, that makes sense? I mean, if whatever you feel comfortable sharing. You know what? Um, everyone has different reasons. Mm -hmm. We are living through different times. So yeah. it's really what's happening in the market, you know? Before, you know, and people are like, mm, what about your, your value add stuff? You know, people yeah. love my value add stuff, you know, and, and it's not like it's going, it, it's going away. Right. It's just, you're, you're finding less and less of it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I had to retrain my investors. I'm like, guys, if you're just waiting for value add, yeah, you know, like we're not going to do deals, you know, because it's not like, I'm not going to jeopardize my 20 plus years in the game mm -hmm. and investors money just to get into to something that may not make sense 
right? Yeah. And so when I when I come with my with my numbers, when I when I show up, people are like okay, they they tr- they trust the numbers because they're all very conservative. Mm-hmm. And if I could do value add, we'll do it, right? Yeah. But it's not always the case. And so, you know, I'll get I'll get people. Uh, you know, just the other day, someone was like, "I'm not getting your emails anymore." <laughs> I'm not I don't have anything for you. You, yeah. you know, you wanted value add, value add. I think we're going into a buy and hold uh, stage yeah. where we just need to preserve the capital. And there's going to be opportunities for value add. Like, you know, when the cap rates start going up and, you know, uh, you, you start to see, you know, a lot of these, these mom and pop operations, baby boomers, yeah. there's going to be a lot of inventory on the market. This will be a massive opportunity for the yeah. value add. Right. And that's actually something I, I, I really am um, planning on putting together is like a list of people who want to take advantage of that. Like when this comes up, let's let's have our plan in, in place ahead of time. Well, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, <laughs> because let's, let's call it the 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 baby boomer trust. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's create uh, let's create a, a fund where we're just going out bu- buying all baby boomers uh, assets, you know, and it's happening. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's all over the place right now. People yeah. trying, you know, just looking they're like in their 80s now. They're like, you know, and I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to keep this anymore. And, and, and so those are opportunities mm-hmm. and they will come, you know, <clears throat> before that's all there was. There was so many mm-hmm. like back in uh 2016, 2017, yeah. you know, the value adds were there everywhere, right? And now yeah. they're now they're they're there, but they're, they're overpriced they're not a lot all of the time. They're not. You, it's not like oh my god, this this is like a perfect yeah. uh, perfect burr, you know. And so, you know, that's what a lot of investors are looking for. But you have to think about one thing: the the longer the money sits in your account, mm-hmm. or in other underperforming investments, yeah. the the more you're losing every single time. Yeah. And so, you know what? Look for someone that you can work with that is conservative, that sees the long term, that has a long term goal yeah. and stick with those people. And what are your investors expecting? Like are they expecting to be in for 10 years, five years? Like what what is the general idea? Or is it we're buying it, we're keeping it? So with the new stuff, it's Plain and simple, like we're keeping this. So, what if they wanted to, sh- to sell their units or their their shares? In that? <clears throat> yeah, we have we have we have like obviously you know if someone wants to you know Exit. get bought out. There's no problem. We can, yeah. we could do that. You do like a current valuation. Yeah, yeah. That's how do you of, how do you come up with a current valuation uh, appraisal? Like you'll just get an yeah, appraisal. Yeah, okay, so get, they just have to pay for yeah, the appraisal yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. We we actually you yeah. know if someone really wants like if they don't they're if they're not in agreement with what, what the offer would be. You know, we'd get two appraisals and we'll get like, you know, okay. take, take uh, the best, yeah. two, you know, kind of thing. And what, how many people, like, give me an example of where you you might have like three to five. Would you have three to five people in a deal or would it be more like 10 to 50? Uh, yeah, it really depends. Like, yeah. there's some deals that um, it attr- like it attracts, you know, people that are really, you know, accredited. They have like, they yeah. have the capital and I might be able to do it with like four people. Yeah. That, those are my favorite. Yeah, right. it's, it's I, less I, people to manage. Yeah, I yeah. want to. I want to work with like, yeah, um, high net worth, uh, accredited investors that are looking to buy really amazing assets mm-hmm. that are going to outperform everything yeah. over time. And those are also going to be the people who don't really care too much about the cash flow. So yeah. you have the opportunity. Now there is cash flow, right? And, and it's going to improve over time. Yeah. But when you're getting into a, a new build, and um, 
this has been my experience. You know, you're into something where in 20 years from now, it will still be new, yeah. right? Versus, you know, buying something in the 70s or well, 60s, yeah. which what I was doing before. But then the roof comes up. Yeah, you still get your life cycle maintenance. But I guess yeah. you're saying your roof is still good after 20 years if it was done right. Well, I mean, you, can, yeah. you have the you have there's time. But if you're buying yeah. something that's in the 70s. Yeah. You know, you're, you're probably on your third round of life cycle maintenance <laughs> with the elevators, with even more. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, yeah. So, that, you know, there's benefits. And, yeah. um, you know, sometimes the projected uh, the projected cash flow uh, on an older product ends up being the same lower cash flow because of all the maintenance that 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 takes place yeah and i i always uh, i'm a stickler on this podcast when we run numbers i'm like well you're forgetting about life cycle maintenance oh, our, our maintenance is nothing but like let's picture you know roof comes up there's 10 grand yeah you know i mean unexpected we, we gotta amortize that yeah yeah, yeah we gotta we gotta plan on that the furnace goes okay where's your budget for that stuff yeah so and, what i love about yeah. the new it's like the honeymoon you get yeah. this honeymoon period you're not really needing to do any of that stuff yeah. for i mean you're going to start thinking life cycle maybe after 10 years for like minor stuff and then the big items probably not for 25. yeah, yeah so and so now the projected now yeah. becomes more of a true cash flow yeah it's true and but like to, to my point you know these accredited high net worth investors a lot of them don't really need that cash flow they want to see their nest egg grow yes i think the thing that you would probably want to avoid is cash calls and for sure yeah right i mean and then you you with new you're definitely yeah. avoiding that <laughs> yeah there shouldn't be right unless they you know there's an insurance thing but i mean then you you call insurance yeah, yeah. like those those are your, your cash calls defects and, defects on on build you hopefully get it the warranty uh, sure. covering and, it. and uh you know i have a lot of videos i do a lot of training on this mm -hmm. uh with a lot of my students where we we talk about new builds, you have to vet the, yeah. the builder. Yeah, because Terion Terion's not yeah. going to cover you with yeah. with rental product. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the builder can yeah. still honor a warranty. Yeah. And, and so you want to make sure that yeah. you 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 know the builder, mm -hmm. you vetted what they've done. Go and look at, you know, what they've built before. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, for, uh, with the, this builder that I'm currently working with right now, I was able to see four other apartment buildings that were yeah. that were built that someone else bought and i was able to walk through them yeah see if they how fast they 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 um they were to act you know yeah during like um you know um warranty calls or you know mm -hmm. how, how fast did they react did they come to the property right away right so i was able to do all my due diligence and I, that's what i suggest if someone's going to go down this road make sure you vet the 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 builder make sure it's it's not their first time kind of thing mm -hmm. Which is nothing wrong. Maybe there's some good, good builder. But if there's their first time, like, okay, then we yeah. have to look at the property, get a property, yeah. do our proper inspections or whatnot. Yeah, it definitely helps if you can see that track record um, and know that they have a reputation that they want to maintain. Yeah. And of course, you're getting into like larger stuff where I think that they probably want you as a repeat customer too. Oh, for sure. They know, hey, if I do a good job, you know, he'll buy a couple more from me. That's, that's repeat business. Another thing that I love is that you get to see the whole process. Right. Yeah. You get to, you get to see them pour the foundation. You get to see them, uh, you know, like you frame it. You get yeah. to see the inside. You get to see them. You get to see the whole process from from scratch. Yeah. Um, from like digging. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of the deals that I have, uh, I, I have them under contract before even the shovel hits the 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 ground. So you're just buying the land. No, I, I'm basically so there is times where I buy the land and we yeah. build. But 
the the last couple of deals, the deals that I'm talking about is me buying directly from a builder. Yeah, well, slash developer. So they've yeah. already got the they, land. They did it yeah, all. Yeah. They have it. Yeah. And they're like, I have this deal coming up. Yeah. These are going to be the numbers. And These are going to be the price. And I'm in. Walk me through um, a deal like that. So say you might have four people that, that are going to invest in that deal. How would you structure it? At what point are you getting their initial investment? So a lot of my deals, uh, it depends on the deal structure. If I, if I can make my life easier, I will take less equity. It might be like a 40-60 kind of thing. So you'll take 40 potentially, yeah, yeah. 60% split among, yeah. say, three or four investors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and there... You don't need to be greedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if, if your life is is easier, yeah. if you don't have to go, you know, go try to do a syndication, mm-hmm. it, just, it makes things cleaner, easier. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I do take an acquisition fee, uh, anywhere between one and one point five percent, depending on okay. the deal. Um you know, we, we're still gonna do on a, on a brand new build, we're still gonna uh We'll still do an inspection. We're still going to yeah. do all our due diligence. And are you paying, like, what kind of deposit structure you have once this thing, once it gets rolling? Yeah, so the the deposit that I'm looking from the investors, you mean? No, what do you have to give to the builder? Okay, so I yeah. build a relationship, right? Yeah. So, you know, before I was giving, like, three, four 400000 you know, but uh, now we're down to, like, twenty k on a, on a total value of what? Of like, let's say uh, 10 million, 14 million. So 10 million, which you're not paying until it's done and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With but, a 20K deposit? Well, the thing is, there's yeah. trust. Right? Yeah. So, so your developer's getting the financing. The, he shows the bank that he's got a purchaser. Or, or the, yeah. the, the developers already has the money to build. Yeah. They, they, they ra- the developer's already raising the cap, doing yeah. his raise to build. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're probably raised bank, yeah. bank construction financing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because you're, they have a buyer, you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, that, so they can finance it. They build the cost of that into the deal. You have a set price, like some of the examples you gave me. Yeah. You know, maybe even four hundred and sixty thousand at a door. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you compare to condo pricing, that's not that much. No, not that. Yeah. Not not, not, not that bad. And, and yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, um, you have to do the math. Yeah. Right? You have to see where your your like you gotta. Yeah. You gotta see where where the costs are gonna be. Yeah. Obviously, you have your income. You have your expenses. Yeah. You can have your debt service. Yeah. And then you have right. you have cash flow. Yeah. It either works or, or, or it doesn't. Right. And you're going to make sure it works, uh, obviously. Now, at what point are your investors contributing their first their first bit of money? Like, uh, because yeah, so so um, I like speed. Like, I'd yeah. rather have people uh, set up right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I've been doing this for 23 years. Mm-hmm. This industry is small. I mean, we just met. Yeah. But we know each other. Yeah. Right. And. Like the second you you mess around here in this in this industry, yeah, everyone will know. About people it. find yeah, out. Yeah. People people will find out. And so I've I've been someone that I've always treated someone people with respect, and um, you know people know the types of deals that I bring to the table. Yeah, and, and um, I attract a certain type of investor that you know what when they're in they're in and so right. what we you know if it's a simple deal we could mm-hmm. do a simple corporate structure you know and if a lot of the times are a lot of these people are become friends really good friends of mine and so mm-hmm. it's like you know like look we're going to take this down yeah uh there's other times where i may have to do a raise and then i got to get my lawyer to create the gplp yeah. we have a memorandum of understanding you know we we want to make sure that they're accredited um, yeah, you know they co- they come in uh, on the LP side, then they sign a subscription agreement, and so many different ways that I'm doing things. Yeah, 
um, my favorite is just dealing with a, this, a, a, a couple, a, yeah, a couple of people. Yeah. Hey guys, everyone's gonna kick yeah, in five hundred k, and let's just get this done. Yeah. So in that in that regard, though, so you're you're talking to a, a developer builder who's gonna sell you a product. It's gonna take him what one to two years to build yeah. it. Yeah. So two years. So so you're lining people up saying, I don't need anything from you until the two year mark when we're gonna buy it. Is that well, kind of I, how that I goes? I want to have their commitment. You have their commitment, yeah, right? They, so you already have their commitment. Yeah. They've signed on the dotted line. Yeah. So in their head, they've committed, but they haven't actually uh, fronted the money yet. Is that yeah, well, kind of how that works? They'll front some of it. Some, like a deposit. Yeah, yeah against, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then, like, the people that I deal with, if mm-hmm. I, if we've been working for a long time, mm-hmm. it's, I know that people know that we're, we're serious, you know? Yeah. Just the same way that, uh, like, my, the builder that I work with, they can let me control $14.5 million with twenty k yeah. because... We're serious. Like yeah, we just they bought all reputation. of these other. Yeah, we just bought all of these yeah. other, uh, all of the, everything that you had. So it's like, of course, you, you, you're you're gonna be uh, you're 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 not gonna be as aggressive with someone that is completely new, mm-hmm. which is another benefit of becoming the. Yeah, <laughs> you see, well, when you're an A investor, you gotta yeah. fight for everything. Right? Yeah. Who are you? You know. But once you become yeah. the Andrew Hines, yeah, you know, then. Then, uh, then the then people start working with you in a very right. different way. Yeah, and I just had this conversation with Jazz Sakar, who was just <laughs> on, and we were just yeah. talking about how, like, you know, people would take my call. Like, I, I you know, like you said, we're in a small community, and people yeah. people know, and it, it opens up doors, kind of being known, right? Yes. Becoming the, as you yeah. say, right? Well, the job, your job after getting known, should be getting more known. Getting more known, <laughs> getting more known, more trusted, yeah, more liked, yeah. yeah. And then it, because even if you become known, yeah. You can easily get for, become forgotten, right? You got you got to keep ramping it up. So you yeah. got to keep getting known. How long have you been doing your, your show for? Just over three years. Three years. After the first year, it should be good. Yeah. Everybody knows you. Yeah. But if you if you would have just took a hiatus for a year, yeah. no one would know you. Nobody yeah. would even care, right? You'd have to start over. Yeah. You know, it's done some interesting things. Like uh, I could have been pushing it a lot harder, a lot faster. But uh, in the last year, we've hit like levels of downloads and, you know, consumption that I never thought we'd get to. You're like the Joe Rogan yeah. of real estate podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And we're really trying to do it with this setup here. I love it. Yeah. You know what? There's nothing better than live. Like yeah. the, the, Zoom, the Zoom podcasts are great. Yeah, but like, look, look at this this environment. Yeah. We could be here. I, I noticed you didn't have cigars and and yeah, <laughs> we don't have any scotch or, or bourbon. But uh, you know that that is definitely something that that would be uh, fun to to kind of get to. I try and keep it to an hour, so I don't do the three hour Joe Rogan style. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, definitely something that that would be uh, fun to do. And so, when made you start? Uh, it was a couple of things. Like I always would talk about these things with people. And it kind of gave me an opportunity to one, like network with people who are like minded, build a community in my local area because I, I was investing in London. I didn't know anybody up this way. So it really gave me an opportunity to go from zero to um, I have like a ton of, of close connections right in this area, wow. in the GTA. Uh, and then again, you know, I went off of Kevin O'Leary's uh, you know statement. He said, why am I on TV? Because nobody anywhere wouldn't take my call if i called they'd take my call exactly. i'm like well that'd be that'd be ideal right so and then plus my mother-in-law's got her tv show and i, I dabbled in tv a little bit and uh, i i saw the power of having a following and i'm like okay i gotta do it but i'm not gonna pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to have my own tv show i'll, I'll do it you know grassroots kind of thing well the you know uh when you there's something that happens when you enter the yeah. status right 
And so, uh, because I've been in this game for 23 years. Yeah. And then someone on a podcast, they're like, oh, yeah. you're the godfather of real estate, you know? Yeah. And uh, and then someone used it again, and then they used it again. And then all of a sudden, I became the godfather <laughs> of real estate. And I was like, you know what? I like that. But yeah. there's something special that happens to your business when you yeah. enter the status, yeah. right? You, be, you, you enter the category of one, mm-hmm. and people are like, that's... You know, that's yeah. the godfather of real estate, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me about the team. Like, who's behind the scenes for you? Because obviously you can't do it all yourself. You're down here talking to me, not, you know, making phone calls and <laughs> well, signing contracts. Well, team is important. Yeah. You know, without team, you have nothing. Um, you know, the gap, and I always say this to people in, in a lot of my, my training, speaking, presentations, um, it's very clear. From where you are today to where you want to go, whatever your goals are, the gap is always people mm-hmm. every single time. Okay, yeah, right? that makes and sense. And so you need to leverage people. You need to bring in people that are smarter than you. Yeah. Um, shout out to, to Ed Hervey's because uh, he's our operations guy in, in, in our education company, uh, Wealth Genius. Um, my, my wife, she does all the operations for uh, all the doors, you know, the, the 600 doors. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, you know, we have an amazing uh, admin person. We have an acquisitions person. We have uh, bookkeepers. Uh, yeah. You know, we have on-site supers. There's all of these people that make make yeah. this happen. And no one can do it by themselves, you know? Exactly, yeah. And it, it's, it's really about finding the people that play yeah. at the things that you have to work hard at. I will never be good at paperwork. I like that. That's good. <laughs> I will never be good yeah. at paperwork. Like, you know, you put paper in front of me, you cripple me. Yeah. <laughs> I lose my, it's like kryptonite. You know, it's like I lose my, I get all weak. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like, no, don't give me any more paper. Right? Like, I, 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 I'm I, not that person. Put mm-hmm. me in front of people, everyone's signing checks. Yeah. Right? And and the, the and they will, they'll love it. Right? And so... There's a really powerful book. It's called Rocket Fuel. And um, I don't know if, you, if you've read it. I haven't. It. No, yeah. that's... So a, if, if your audience is, yeah. uh, you know, they have Audible, you can get it on Audible. You can find it on Amazon. But it really talks about the visionary and the inter- integrator. Yeah. Now, I'm a visionary. Yeah. And um, I, I'm a big picture person, same. right? Yeah, very much But same. nothing will happen yeah. without the integrators. Yeah. Nothing. It just becomes a lot of fun and big ideas, but there's yeah. no follow through, right? Yeah, I feel so. I I can definitely do the, some of the books and all that stuff, and 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 you know the uh, integration part. But I feel like for me, that's like you said, paperwork. I, I don't even like sitting in front of my computer. I'll sit here at this desk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I want to be outside. If it's sunny outside, I kind of want to be out there as long as it's not as hot as it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I I um, yeah, want to meet people, talk to people. This is this great put me in front that. of people. Yeah, and whatever you want, we'll yeah. get it. Like yeah. whatever it is that you're looking for. And so yeah. the, the, the idea is with Rocket Fuel is like, it's like love languages for entrepreneurs because you now understand what the visionary's role is. Yeah. And if everyone, like everyone on the team can understand what the visionary's goal uh, role is and what yeah. the integrators and the visionaries also need to understand the integrators. Yeah. Then you can have, you can build the fortune 500 company. Yeah. Right. If everybody understands their role and everyone's there and engaged in activities. 
Rocket Fuel is the name. Yeah, huh? Rocket okay. Fuel. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to grab that one. I have like I had this thing. I was doing a lot of podcasts, so my my Audible account, my credits were like maxed out. <laughs> so I just bought a whole bunch of random books. I wish I yeah. maybe I bought that one. I'll have to double yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's yeah. a good one. It's a good one. But team is important. Yeah. Bottom line, no one there's there, uh, there's no one can do it alone. Yeah. Right. And uh, if I was doing it alone, the second you start working in the business, you're not working on the business. You'll never grow. And you end up That's being exactly mom it. and pop. You can't yeah. scale the business. You can't scale. And yeah. you'll drive yourself nuts. Yeah. Like, unless you just love it. Like, I love working with my hands. Never get to. Yeah. But, um, you know, with a lot of the stuff in the business, when I find myself doing it, like, I, we just bought a, a campsite, Airbnb, like, glamping cool. thing. And I have a few partners on it. And we all agreed, delegate everything. There yes. is nothing that we do. Like, we don't do anything other than delegate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we came up with the idea, the concepts, but we can't be doing this X, Y, and Z. Um, that has to be our mandate. Otherwise, we'll lose our minds. Well, thank yeah. God I was, uh, I, I, you know, I have no skills in, <laughs> thank any, <God. laughs> in any any renovations. I mean, like, if you see my hands, I don't know. Yeah. The, the people at home can't see it. Yeah. But if you see, I don't have any calluses on my hands. Like, my hands, yeah. I actually have to report to the museum very soon because they, yeah. they want to showcase my hands, yeah. how, how, how soft they are, you know. But um, at the end of the day, it's it's not for me. Right, right? Yeah. And I, but I do appreciate the people that mm-hmm. can get can work with their hands. You know, I do appreciate those people. It's just not the highest highest paid skill. Yeah. Although I will say, trades make a ton. Trades oh. are doing well. I mean, compared to the other white collar jobs. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, being the take the, care of your trades. Yeah, being the <laughs> one who creates the the idea, the visionary gets paid the most yes. uh, in salespeople. Yeah, and the visionary who can sell. <laughs> yeah. Get people to sign checks. Yeah, get people to sign checks. That's the big one, right? And yeah. yeah, it's not hard to, you know, you're you're enthusiastic. You've got the brand, you know, the awareness and yeah. those things all come together, help yeah. help really big. You don't want me there with a hammer. Actually, you want, you don't want to put, you want to get hammers out of my yeah. hands. Yeah, man, time has uh, flown by on this yeah, one. Yeah. Andrew, you're a really yeah. good interviewer. I, I have to tell you, I, I'm having a good time here. Yeah. Um, Thank you. You know, like you, you've obviously mastered this this uh, craft, which is podcasting. You know, the craft of just saying whatever comes into my head. <laughs> yeah, boy, it's good. You know what? It's, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I was telling you, I was on live television for for many years, and uh, you know, for the most part, it, it's it's easy until you get that one yeah. person that just gives you the one the one, one word answer. One word, word answers. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> it's you know, fortunately I haven't had too much of that. Yeah. Um most of who I've had on the podcast has been I was aware of them and, and wanted them to come on. I do occasionally say yes to somebody who asks me to be on. Uh, but I usually get way too many of those offers to even read. Yes, so yes. it's just like, okay, well I, I can't. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I've been very fortunate on that front. I would say the closest to it, and it's funny because Matt Fiche is like, Yeah, everyone everyone who interviews me, like he's like, we're done so fast, they're so surprised. But I managed to get an over over an hour interview out of them. So nice, nice. No, you know what? You yeah. do a good job. Um, like, did you picture yourself here doing this? What you're doing ever? Like, uh, no, nah, probably not. But I used to. So I used to teach at Western, and mm-hmm. that sort of that gave me the confidence to know ah, I could okay. I could I could maintain attention of a room. My dad was a high school teacher, so nice. I knew he could tell stories, and he he kept people engaged. Um, I didn't think I got any of that from him, but then when I taught, it was like, I went through a, extreme nervousness, but then once I just like, kind of let go of, of all my uh, insecurities, I, I was just cool to just stand there and talk about what I knew. Were you insecure? Yeah. 
I, I definitely was. Yeah. Okay. When I started, yeah, I did really badly on my first like teacher evaluations. It was like the summer intercession and I was like the first of three teachers who was being trained. So I'm like, first off, still 21 years old and uh, teaching a class. I had like, you know, 40 some odd year old lady in the, in the class. I'm like, how am I teaching this lady? Um, and uh, so I was really nervous and it yeah. wasn't until like, you know, the second week where I hit my stride, but it was only a two week intercession yeah. uh, for my teaching. So, so when I did that, yeah, it, it didn't go well, but I took that and I'm like, you know, what? I just need, Hey, I've hit rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really rock bottom, but for me it was like, it was a real gut punch. Didn't, didn't go well. And I'm like, I can only improve from here. And that was that. What about high school? Uh, I liked debating. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah but I was, ne I never did, did like much about high school other than when I got to debate. <laughs> Look, in yeah. high school was extremely, um, had low, low, low confidence, low yeah. confidence, insecure, um, you know, uh, a, a little bit, a, a little bit about my, my, uh, my story is, you know, I, I, um, I dropped out of high school at 15, ended up leaving home at 15, living on the streets and I was like down and out. And if someone would have tapped, tapped me on the shoulder and said, Alfonso, like one day, You'll be, you know, you'll be this person that everyone wants to listen to and, and, you know, yeah. on stages and on podcasts, I would say, no, you're, you're, you're lying to me. But the truth is anybody yeah. can transform anybody that has low confidence. Hmm. You know, if someone's an investor right now and they're like, man, geez, you know, like these guys, it's the Andrew Hines and you got the godfather of real estate. It's easy mm -hmm. for those guys to raise capital or, or, or be in real estate. Anybody can develop the skills to get up in front of a group of people and share their story yeah. and, and present, you know? Uh, a mentor told me uh, a very long time ago that the most powerful and the most valuable piece of real estate is not the buildings, it's actually the stage. Yeah. From stage, people have changed yeah. minds. From yeah. stage, people have created wars. From stage, people have uh, stop wars and inspired nations like, you know, Martin Luther King, I have a dream. Yeah. And so once you can control the stage, once you learn how, and it's a learnable skill, you know, and it, and it take, it does take time to develop, you know, your, your way around the stage and being able to communicate on a podcast and just mm -hmm. share stories. But once you can master that, yeah. the person on the stage will always get the business. Yeah. Will always get the checks. Will always get the girl. We'll yeah. always get the promotion. We'll always get the raise. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I would like intentionally accept opportunities to put myself in front of people because I, I felt a little yes. nervous to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, interesting. Interesting yeah. conversation. Yeah, so I played in a band and did all oh, that stuff. Did. Even though <laughs> it was out of my comfort zone. Wow. Totally nervous. Wow. Totally, yeah. What did you play? Guitar and sing. Oh, you, you sung. You, yeah. You're singing. You're a singer. You see, yeah. I had no confidence for yeah. that. By the way, no one wants to hear me sing. But yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I did either. But it was just like I wanted to do it. No, and, that's and, that. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I I can see that. I uh, you, you you do have a um, you do look like some sort of like a rock star or something. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's just confidence. In, in the second you start, you know, creating your own platform, like the yeah. podcast or getting on stage or pr presenting or getting in front of people, you start transforming into the. Yeah, for right? sure. Because you're the go-to person. Yeah, you become the brand. And yeah. that, that was the hardest thing, like, you know, when I started in the mortgage business way back when, it was like, I had to create a brand around me, you know, because you don't want to be a commodity, right? Like, yeah. that's the difference. Like, you don't want to be just a mortgage agent or broker or a yeah, realtor. Yeah. You want to be the guy. Yeah. you know whoever it is yeah, and yeah. 
And uh, obviously, yeah, that's that's what you've worked towards doing. And I think that anyone like, you know, Gary Vee teaches the same concept. You know, you build a brand around yourself, give away value, and then good things come. Attraction. Yeah. We don't look for investors. We attract yeah. them. Absolutely. That's a great lesson. So, Alfonso, where do people find you? If you can't find me, shame on me. Yeah. Because I'm on TikTok. I'm on, yeah. I'm on TikTok doing this stuff here, you know, like. Yeah. Um, so you can dance then. Yeah, I can dance. Yeah. You know, I'm Latino, but ultimately, yeah. you know. And, you, you know, um, I'm on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Look me up, Alfonso Quadra. And if you can, at the very least, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Sure. Hit the, get, hit the bell to get notified the next time we're doing a video. Uh, smash the like button. I'm just joking. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm out there. I'm yeah. there to share my experience. I'm there to give value. I'm I'm always coming from a position of service. I want to make sure I can help as many people as possible. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing your strategy, the high level look at what you do, because it's something um, that I think is, is a big level up. It's something that people want to know about. How do I take it to the next level? And, and what you're doing is, is exactly that. So Thank you, sir. Anything you would want to share as a closing thought? Listen, in the end, it's all about the person you're becoming, right? Yeah. So the people talk about goals targets and we have those we have massive goals and we're taking massive action yeah but it's not the goals it's really about the journey and the person you're becoming on the way to getting those goals yeah if you ask me 30 years ago if i could ever see myself here i would say it's that would be virtually impossible yeah and so what i what i always stress to my students and all the trainings and speaking when i'm speaking on stage is you are becoming something. Success yeah. is what you attract by the person yeah. you become. Mm -hmm. And you're transforming into the. The yeah. more you transform into the, and if you keep that in mind, yeah. you know, the, the podcast, the, the speaking opportunities, getting in front of people, you know, singing in a band, <laughs> whatever it is that you want to do to get out there in front of people so you become a magnet, an attractor. Yeah. And that is becoming. And so that's what I want to leave your audience with. It's like, listen... Yeah. You know, I built uh, a business from scratch. I was living on the streets and I was able to build a massive multi-million dollar business portfolio across Canada and the mm -hmm. U.S. If I can do it, yeah, anyone can do it. Yeah, love that. Okay, well, that's a great note to end on. Thanks again for uh, making the trip down. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.